It's Drive Time Devotionals with your host, Bill Simpson, and I greatly appreciate you listening to these episodes. We've diverted a little bit uh, where I was going through the letter to the Colossians and kind of did a little bit of a rabbit trail dealing with some Easter episodes and COVID-19 episodes, but now I want to get back to our journey through Colossians. We we got through chapter 3, the first four verses, so I want to pick up in chapter 3 of Colossians, verses 5 through 11. So listen to the word of God. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Since verse 5 begins with a therefore, we need to understand what preceded these verses, and that's verses 1 through 4 of chapter 3. Listen to those again. Since then we have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So you see, that's why Paul wrote, Therefore. He had given lots of amazing truths in what we call doctrine in the first two chapters in these first four verses of chapter 3. And now he's turning a corner. He's moving on to not what Christ is and what he's all about, but what does it matter to you? How do you live now as a follower of Jesus? Because you have been made new in Christ, you are constantly being renewed by Christ through his Spirit's work in you. Let me repeat that. Because you have been made new in Christ, you are constantly being renewed by Christ through his Spirit's work within you. So to this point in the letter, Paul presented rich doctrinal truths about Jesus and his people. And from this point forward, the letter shifts from conveying God's truths or his doctrine to describing how God's people who are enveloped in those truths must strive to live. And this is the pattern in virtually all of Paul's letters. He begins with lots of rich doctrine explaining who God is, who Christ is, who we are in Christ, and then moves on to the application of those truths how we are to live. You see, God's will for how you are to live your life is crystal clear and explicitly spelled out. The first command in this passage is that you are to put to death a number of things, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Now, the earthly nature is that part of you that was crucified and buried with Christ. The reason you still carry some of those tendencies of the earthly nature is because you still live in an earthly body, a mortal body. The effects of your old earthly nature are still evident 
in your mortal body and will be until you flatline. You are to murder each of these temptations, these embedded sins that come from your mortality, every time they arise, by God's grace and with his strength. And they're listed for us in Colossians chapter 3. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And do not lie to each other. Now, there's no place for any kind of sexual impurity or immorality in God's kingdom. That means there's no adultery, no premarital sex, homosexuality, bisexuality, cross-dressing, transsexual activity, lesbianism, sexual flirtation, or pornography. Sexual sins are incredibly pervasive in our culture, and you know that too well. You're bombarded with them virtually every day. There's homosexuality represented now almost on every television episode. What's worse is that our culture now accepts many sexual sins, if not almost all of them, as normal behavior, and they should be accepted by all. Any person or any institution who holds to a biblical standard of what holy sexuality is will be judged harshly. Anyone from the LGBTQ or whatever other initials community looks at Christianity as if we are biased and wrong, flat out wrong. So you need to accept that and understand that. The sexual purity that God requires of his people is completely contrary to the values of our current society. And those values have changed radically in just a few years. As a matter of fact, our tendency in the United States, and we influence so much of the world, is that when the Supreme Court makes a moral ruling, that changes the moral views of our society. So when the Supreme Court ruled in 2015 that same-sex marriage is legal, that made it normal in people's minds and completely changed the morals and values of our culture. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians have gotten caught up in that same belief and have drifted from the truth. Again, there is no place for any type of sexual impurity in God's kingdom. Sex created by God was made for one man and one woman to be held and shared together in the covenant of marriage. Now, the Bible instructs us that whenever a temptation like that comes along, we are to murder the idea. Flee the moment. Cry out and ask your Father to strengthen you with all power according to His glorious might so that you can put the thought to death. Ask Him to fill you with the full understanding of His will and how He views that particular temptation to sin. You must take up this battle because you have been made a warrior of holiness in Christ. You used to live out this old way, but no more. The old you has been crucified, dead, and buried. Like dirty wet clothes, verse 8 commands us to throw off the old nature, such as anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Do you see how these five sins are kind of interrelated? You must deal with small outbursts of anger before they escalate into rage, malice, and slander with terrible language. Now, you may be one of the blessed ones, and you don't have to wrestle frequently with these kinds of temptations. If not, realize that the potential is still in you. The only thing lacking is the opportunity. 
be fully aware of the potential that resides within your mortal body to commit terrible, terrible sins. To combat the old nature's propensity, we must take positive action. Commit yourself to renewing the new you. The worst thing you can do is to take the new you for granted and assume you're good to go. You are not. You and every follower of Jesus on the planet needs continual renewal happening in their hearts and minds. Continue feeding your soul from the Bible, from sermons and books and articles. Avoid the things that are far from God's values and perspective and priorities and be careful which movies and TV shows you watch. They have an influence on your thinking. Be wise about the music you listen to and the sites you visit on the web. Colossians 3.10 says this, The new you is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. The word for knowledge has the special prefix in front of it that makes it full and complete, rich knowledge and thorough understanding. You see, God is helping you to know him better so that you become more and more devoted to him and appreciative of him. He is going about restoring you to be like his son. Nothing less will do. He will not give up renewing you. So the way you cooperate in this process is to rely on him to help you put sexual sins and greed to death and to throw off anger and all that's associated with it. There's one last verse to consider. Why did the Spirit inspire Paul to write verse 11? Listen again. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. It's because that through being renewed by God as his newly created person, that you and I can realize how all followers are equal in Christ. There are no cultural, educational, race, or economic tiers in the kingdom. No one is better than anyone else, and everyone needs to be constantly renewed. We're, of course, at different places in our spiritual maturity, but that, too, is by the grace of God, which Christ is all and in all. So instead of considering yourself better or worse than another believer, consider that you both are hidden with Christ in God and in great need of constant renewal. See, that's God's will for us, to be continually renewed, to be transformed in our thinking, to become more and more like Christ. And that is my prayer. So let me pray that way for us. Father God, I ask that you would fill us all with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we can honor you, we can please you, we can produce fruit that lasts, and we can grow in our understanding of you. And strengthen us every day with your power that we would have the perseverance we need and the patience that we need and joy that we would give thanks to you because you have qualified us, have made us eligible to share in your inheritance, the inheritance of the saints in light. Thanks again for listening to Drive Time Devotionals. Please share this podcast with your friends and visit my website for additional resources at billsimpson.org. May the grace of Jesus Christ be with you.